Welcome to I'm Not Dead Yet with Judy and Travis, a podcast about living an extraordinary life with extraordinary circumstances. Welcome to the I'm Not Dead Yet podcast. I'm your co-host, Travis Robinson. I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease at age 35 in 2014. And I'm Judy Yaris. My husband, Sandy, had Parkinson's disease for 18 years. I was his care partner. Hey, folks, in today's episode, we're going to follow up on the sense of smell and its loss related to Parkinson's disease. So stay tuned. I'm excited to hear all the updates. So Travis, how has it been the last couple of weeks? I know you've been going through some <laughs> fun stuff. <laughs> yes, well, fun is the appropriate word, because even though we're parental advisory on this podcast. We don't want to use that kind of language. Right. At least not in the very beginning. It does sometimes slip out along the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess that's our disclaimer <laughs> that there may be some, some a little off-color language. It's okay. Yes. And y'all should use your own fucking discretion. <laughs> Very good. Okay, so let's let's give our audience, if you're listening for the first time, you may not know this, but a couple months ago, Travis had done some research about losing his sense of smell and if it could be restored. And so, Travis, you want to take it from here? Right, and it was something that, as a backstory, Many of our listeners may not know that sense of smell loss is very common in Parkinson's disease. And I haven't read any official numbers, but I'm going to put a spitball out there and say that at least 7 out of 10 people with PD lose their sense of smell, at least at some point along the disease. It may be in the beginning. It may even be before the diagnosis. Right, for sure, on that one. But... Somewhere along the line, your nose stops working. And this has the obvious impact to your sense of taste and quality of life because of that. That's, that's right, Travis. It, it makes it very hard to enjoy a meal if you can't taste it. Right. And as I relatively recently experienced a sense of smell degradation, not a total loss, 
but within about six or eight months ago now, I started noticing that certain things did not smell as strongly and taste as good as they used to. So I was researching and was sort of surprised, Judy, to find that nobody has any documentation about this. Yeah, I think what they do, Travis, is people just, you lose your sense of smell and you go, oh, well, this is part of Parkinson's and that's it. I've never heard anyone say, oh, we have something we can do to help you with your sense of smell. They just say that's part of PD and we we accept it. Right. You know, we accept it as a patient, as the care partner. It's just part of what goes along with, with having PD. Right. Well, until you run into somebody like me who's not real <laughs> keen on accepting what they're told. Yes, Travis, that is true about you, for sure. We've already established that in, in previous episodes. <laughs> yes, probably zero one zero. Yes. So tell us what you did initially. I know you were looking for information. Yeah, I was researching now, and fortunately, there's a lot of info out today because there are so many people who lost their sense of smell as a result of COVID. So there is a resurgence in the study of absence. Nomia, I think, yes. is the official name for lost sense of smell. But so I stumbled across an ENT doctor near nose throat, which is the layman's term for that profession. Their official name is onatological something or other <laughs> that I can't remember or pronounce, but he suggested smell therapy to help restore loss of smell if you had lost it from COVID. And I, of course, took the leap to say, well, if it helps one type of person, why can't it help me? Exactly. Exactly. This is the thing that they're finding now with PD. There's so much crossover. They're using drugs for diabetes that on people that are insulin resistant with PD. I mean, they're finding that in, in everything, there's certain allergy meds that work for people with PD. And so this makes perfect sense to me that you would have something that could cross over. If you had COVID or you have PD, it's still going to affect the same part of the brain, right? Right. And so I begin 
a sniff therapy that was basically made up by myself, and I was smelling these four essential oils every day for about 10 seconds each twice a day when I could remember to get it in twice a day. (laughs) Okay. Usually once a day, pretty religiously. And lo and behold, after about four weeks, I noticed an improvement. Wow. My sense of smell did not come back, but it did strengthen, you know, things that I was able to taste very briefly, developed a lot more nuance and flavor, Mm -hmm. things like uh, coffee, which before I could always tell you that I was drinking coffee, but not what type or what kind. I was able to identify the roast of coffee or the origin, which is really important to me because I buy really good coffee and I want to appreciate it. That's right. It makes a difference. It really can make a difference. So how wonderful for you that you've noticed now you can taste the coffee. Yes, and I took it a step further because I thought, well, hell, if I'm able to get improvement and it's really this easy, why don't I seek out some more official knowledge? So I did. I went to a sense specialist ENT doctor at USC who was able to share with me some additional details and provided me with a scent test, which for those of you who are interested in this, you can get a smell test, which can document and give you a numeric value to your sense of smell. Wow, that's so interesting. I have never heard of this. I mean, it makes sense with all the specialists that we have now. Everyone is so specific in their practice. But this is fantastic news, really. It's really important. Right. And I was able to take a baseline score and talk to her about some additional details about the smell therapy that I was currently doing. And she agreed to do a follow-up test in four months to provide an objective metric as to whether or not my sense of smell has actually improved. This is great, Travis. All right, listeners, if you're out there, you can be part of this random, unofficial smell test, (laughs) our scent test. So... You know, if you go see a doctor, 
write in and let us know what the impact is if you had a baseline. And let's see if we can get some people in our community to do this. Let, let's do our own little research study. Yes, absolutely, because it would be a really powerful tool in the PD toolkit to be able to tell folks, yes, we can help you with this. I know. Or, it would be so helpful. It's great. I love it. So, other details that the SEND specialist shared with me is the four essential oils, lavender, eucalyptus, clove, and lemon that I was using. She said that those were great, but you could substitute out from any one of those from a similar scent category. Like, if you don't like lavender, you can use rose or any other floral. Or if you don't like lemon, you can use orange or another citrus. Wow, that's interesting. Eucalyptus, mint. So she also recommended that after about 8 to 12 weeks that I change up my oils so that I did not get too used to smelling the same. So I will be switching now to four different oils that are in similar categories. One of the things we should mention too is that you are doing some visualization with this process. Am I correct? Yes. And she agreed that this was probably key to establishing the brain link necessary. So while I'm sniffing the lavender oil, I'm really focusing on picturing lavender flowers right. and a bright yellow lemon when I'm smelling the lemon oil and so on and so forth. This helps establish that brain to scent link which now we're getting into the realm of pure speculation and conjecture but my theory is that there is Nothing wrong with the nose or the olfactory bulbs in PD patients that the problem is when the scent hits that olfactory bulb and the chemical causes the olfactory bulb to send an electrical pulse to the rest of your brain that the signal becomes interrupted did because that is what the basis of PD is, a lack of dopamine that interferes with how signals are passed across the brain. Right. Okay, this makes perfect sense. 
Well, I'm excited because I feel like you're onto something, Travis, and I admire, as always, I always admire you and your perseverance in, in trying to find the answers and looking for a better way to live because you may not find a cure, but you certainly can find something that's going to make life a lot more tolerable and make it easier for you and more enjoyable. Right, which is really one of the bases of this podcast is I'm not dead yet, so I should continue to live as though I'm alive. Yes, you should continue to live as though you are alive, for sure. And I think it, it's great that we are able to let people know about this because it's an important part of. And it's such a significant part because eating is something that we all do. We all eat to stay alive and sustain ourselves. And if you can find a little bit of enjoyment in it, because I have been with someone who I remember when Sandy lost his sense of taste and then nothing was enjoyable any longer. And that was a big issue for him and a big issue for me as someone preparing meals and cooking. Right, because so much of our social structure is based around meals and group feeding. It's like the very basis of human interaction. You know, to break bread with somebody is, I mean, going back to pre-biblical times. Yes, absolutely, cavemen, (laughs) for sure. I mean, this is this yes. is a social experience. It's a very profound and spiritual experience. I've heard a lot of people describe it that way. So I think that it's wonderful to be able to find some little breakthrough that can make life better and enhance what you're doing on a daily basis. And honestly, 10 seconds a few times a day, once or twice a day, even if you're looking at under two minutes a day out of 24 hours, there must be two minutes somewhere in your day that you could take a moment and sniff for 10 seconds and then put it down. I mean, it's not that hard to do. And I think that the visualization is a key component. They've done a lot of research on visualization in other areas that show that it can really impact your wellness and your well-being. So I, I'm a, I just think this is wonderful, and I'm excited to keep following up. So hopefully our, our readers, our, our readers, hopefully our listeners <laughs> will uh, also follow up with us and, and give us some input, because I think it's, it, it's kind of a n- nice new way as we come out of our COVID fog that we've been in for a year and a half, almost, and um, it gives us something to look forward to. Right. And so you can let us know 
what your experiences by writing into the show at show at indiepodcast.net. That is show at indypodcast.net. We'd love to hear what your results are. I'm excited. Well, Judy, that's a wrap. Bye, Travis. Bing.